Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, the final hour is here on this Tuesday edition. Hot Mike with Hutton with Row across the Outkick Network. Glad you're with us. You can join Chad in the chat right now. Search out Outkick on YouTube. Subscribe while you're there. Fire away. You can be heard. You can hear from Chad as well. Now, now's the time to be heard. And if you want to fight me, go ahead. I'm in the fighting mood. Bring it. Chad's been uh, begging for this. No yeah. takers. But everybody's no very nice the in the chat. Yeah. It's a very civilized conversation. No one, no one fights. Same I'm the here. only uncivilized one in the chat right now. Uh, Sixth of Peabody, very. Uh, have you seen a fight here? I've ever seen a fight. I've never seen no, a fight. No, I don't here. think I have. Uh, Sixth of Peabody with Yeah Beard, Old Smoky Moonshine. Uh, that's a great that's question. Very unusual. I'm just now thinking about this. We yeah, never I'm see not that. It's very... normally here too late. To but, get into the, with the late night crowd, but you've been here late enough for yeah, a while. Yeah, we've watched games here and done yeah. stuff with big crowds. That people are in a good mood. That's not like Broadway. People thought, you know, for many years, people thought that moonshine would make people want to fight, but not here. People That's drink right. moonshine, and it's it's just a chorus of happy people at all <laughs> times. Uh, Kelsey was wanting to fight during training camp. Remember all that with the scrimmages and the uh, joint practices and different things, and he's trying to. It was because he safety. It was caught a touchdown. He was probably trying to rip the ball out. You know, uh, without his love, Taylor Swift at the time, because she was still touring. Yeah, he he wasn't wearing the friendship bracelet. That that made him angry, and now he's fine. How about uh, just uh, Taylor Swift and Kelsey having the NFL uh, by storm? Just uh, everyone, not just the NFL, uh, dominating uh, the the social and and pop culture crowd. Uh, Kelsey over the last. Well, this was yesterday. Who knows where it is? uh, Updated now. Uh, whenever this uh, came out yesterday after our show, instead of now, uh, the update, uh, seven catches, 69 yards, a touchdown for what he did on Sunday against the Bears. Uh, of course, Taylor Swift is in attendance at Arrowhead. 300,000-plus social media followers, 400% increase in merchandise sales, and a top five selling jersey in the NFL. There you go, Taylor. So I have a theory on the jersey sales. Yeah. Because... This makes no sense to me. Taylor Swift fans are now going to rush and buy a 400% increase in Travis Kelsey jerseys. I think people have now decided that they are going as Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey for Uh, Halloween. So I think couples have rushed to buy a Travis Kelsey jersey because their girlfriend or wife has decided, I'm going as Taylor Swift, you're going to be Travis Kelsey. That's our outfits for this Halloween party. That we go to every year. Not bad. So I think people rush to buy the Were jersey. Were you one of them? No, I was not. Oh. I was not. I can't tell you the last time I dressed up for Halloween, Hudden. At the probably Clay's last Halloween party. I've never been to Clay's Halloween oh. party. Never attended. So it's been last a year. solid decade. Last year, I would uh, say. Top Gun, Maverick. I would say it was at least. Maybe. Uh, no, it was at least two or three. Uh, you've dressed up. It's been at least two or three Olympics since I've, I've dressed up for Halloween. Solid. I'm going to guess like 2012 London games may have been the last time. Over oh. a decade since I've dressed up for Halloween. What was that? And my, my daughters don't make me dress Johnny up. Johnny Weir? They get dressed you dressed up. as Johnny Weir? I did. 
How did you know? You nailed it. I even walked around in ice skates, which was very difficult on hard surfaces all night. <laughs> oh, just I really sold. I really amazing. sold the outfit. Chad does not like his feet off the ground. He doesn't like roller skates. Uh, I don't like the sensation. I don't blame you for that. But of like moving with my very, feet not on the ground. Very specific. Yes, very specific. I don't like a skateboard, roller blades, ice skates, roller skates. Any of that platform shoes. <laughs> Me and Prince wouldn't get along. Prince wore like the eight-inch platforms to look taller on stage. So you don't want the roller coasters where your feet aren't on the... Oh, no. Roller coaster fine. No, if where your I'm feet are dangling, car, Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm trying to think about other instances like that. Not, not a big fan of that one. Um, I told you this, this summer I did, one of the, I did a, a slide where oh, yeah. you go up and do a complete spin <laughs> in a tube. In a water slide, that was that was weird. Worried about getting stuck. Oh yeah, they they tell you though. Now if you get stuck, you're just gonna fall back down, and then you're just gonna go. And th- this part, it like opens up where you just st- stand up. Basically, it'll take you down to an area where you stand up, and then go down the stairs. But luckily, I was big enough to get the momentum going <laughs> to, to make the loop. What it- I didn't want that sensation of falling backwards when you didn't make the complete revolution yeah. up that would not have been fun how about uh, the eagles last night uh pregame doing their own version of kelsey and swift now that they have kelsey on the offensive line swift in the backfield yeah nice move there i love it oh and the eagles this getting is just the win, yet another the another um, what do you have another example of of uh, what's happening with them yeah what do you uh so the eagles get the win over tampa the baker mayfield uh all the good vibes come to a crashing halt there because it was the Eagles getting back on track. That was the Tampa team I was expecting this preseason. That I, I thought we'd see more of this year. That that yeah. team last night was the and one I was a expecting. Similar, uh, maybe they haven't been full throttle, but that's that that offense for Philly uh, moving the football the way they did. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a similar version of what we're used to with the efficiency of Hertz running the football for and scoring, and you've also got. I mean, they've got their run game back, too, which is also... And, and then A.J. Brown getting involved, which it was, was expected a, based on what happened last week. It was a one-score game in the second quarter, and it was a driving rainstorm. I mean, it started raining, and it was raining hard. They just did the thing where they put the cameras up into the lights, yeah. and you see it's raining sideways for the first time. And the first play of Tampa's offense, <laughs> they dropped back Baker Mayfield, and this guy is trying to throw an absolute watermelon seed 30 yards down the field, right into the arms of an Eagles defender for an interception. I'm thinking, now's the time we're going to try to throw that. He's trying to – a tight window throw, middle of the field, picked off by the safety in a driving <laughs> rainstorm. And I, when he drops back, because I'm thinking, oh, okay, I'm also thinking fantasy because yeah, I've got the running back. I'm like, oh, he's going to get some carries here. Instead, it's like, no, we're going to try to fit this thing into a tight window in this driving rainstorm, picked off immediately. That's when I knew the, you, you the Bucks were You throwing a watermelon seed. Um, you would need a uh, NFL meme. You would need something uh, explained for the Swifties based on that. They did a nice job with this. Uh, the, the NFL for new football fans who are Taylor Swift fans who are tuned in to the most watched broadcast over the weekend, which was Fox carrying Kansas City's blowout 41-10 win over, over Chicago. You have four tries. Those are downs yeah. to get 10 yards. Yeah. If you make a first down, you keep the ball, and the cycle repeats. If you don't, the other team gets the ball. You can score touchdowns for six points or kick a field goal for three points. The Dallas Cowboys always suck, no matter how much their fans will try to convince you otherwise. <laughs> this is football 101 for, uh, for Swifties, new to the sport. I don't think – if you were an adult – 
and you're not already into football and you're a big Taylor Swift fan, I'm going to go on a limb and say this will not bring you to the sport. This will make you more interested in Travis Kelsey, but it's not like you're going to start you know, watching Red Zone every oh, Sunday because if, of it. Hey, if Taylor Swift starts watching Red Zone and they know it, they will. They, buy, they were buying rainwater from her shows, bottled. You think that was real? They're buying rainwater of a, you know, the driving rain that she was uh, playing the show through, bottling that and selling that to Swifties. I don't. <laughs> You'll buy rainwater. You'll watch NFL Red Zone if, if Taylor Swift's watching it. Look, I, I think people that are obsessive about celebrity and a specific celebrity will do almost anything. Anything. That, that they're like doing Tessa or, here or to, the... go to get a, a, a garment of clothing. What? I think of the plot to the movie The Bodyguard with Kevin Costner <laughs> and Whitney Houston, right? <laughs> Whitney Houston had to employ Kevin Costner because there was someone that wanted bathwater of Whitney Houston's character in the movie. I, I, I think there are people that want rainwater from Taylor Swift shows. My hypothesis, Hutton, is that even those diehard Swifties aren't going to now say... Because Taylor Swift is dating a football player, I'm going to watch the NFL obsessively. Will they tune in for more Chiefs games? Probably. We saw it this Sunday with the increase in numbers of female viewers. I don't think they're going to suddenly start playing fantasy football and worrying about what tight end they're going to draft. So, oh, again, no. I'm, if I'm they just, did play, they would worry about which tight end. Now, they if Taylor Swift said all Swifties must pay for the NFL Sunday ticket package. What if the NFL to, to gave, go to any of my concerts? They then a, yes, they will pick up football. What if you had a uh, a special code for Swifties that could access the uh, the NFL Field Pass for free for the season? I just think it would be really hard. NFL.com gets like, there. Most people NFL grew plus up, numbers up. If you didn't grow up with football at all, and and you were just so into Taylor Swift that you're buying rainwater from her show, and you're not a sports person. I don't think this is going to be the ticket to you watching sports. Think about the person who's bottling that. And it, it, no, it's not real rainwater. I mean, it's just, you know, go over to a puddle and fill up your uh, empty water bottle there, your jar, and call it, you know, here's the rainwater from the parking lot that is still remaining from the great uh, Gillette Stadium show. Do you think um, the Instagram and OnlyFans models that sell their bathwater are actually <laughs> taking their bathwater out, or are they just filling a mason jar up with water? I you know, either way, it doesn't matter. I mean, do, do they? Some my, dudes drinking it anyway. Are they that into authenticity? Some dudes drinking it anyway. Oh, no doubt. Unfiltered, too. Yeah. But are they that into authenticity that it has to be from their bath? Or they're like, ah, you know, I only so, got so again, many out like, of the bathtub. Do I don't want to go back in there. This is certainly not uh, something that was collected uh, at Gillette Stadium. It's, uh, you know, very official here. You can, you know, the, the, the certificate of authenticity <laughs> is just written right on there. <laughs> I think uh, Tyler's actually selling these. From his home, packaging them up, yeah, just making a killing off Swifties. Why didn't I come up with this? Hey, it's beautiful work if you can get it, right? Just scamming people online to buy rainwater from Taylor Swift's Eras tour. Come on, come yeah. on, people, and the show, and the on. show. Uh, Chad, Reassess your lives if please. they um, if they wouldn't just automatically buy NFL Sunday ticket or something because you know all of a sudden they're into. Travis Kelsey, and they're, they're watching Kansas City Chiefs games. Uh, do you think that uh, Taylor Swift could have everyone on board with uh, trying to hit the tomahawk chop, which have, there's an organization trying to get her attention to do that because of Arrowhead Stadium and the tomahawk chop that is 
happening literally every five minutes. She did and not the participate at- in the chop. One of the best atmospheres, period, in football. Yeah, the Braves have doubled down on the chop. Uh, I remember Good. in the very uh, divisive year of 2020 and 2021, Hutton, in that 2021 season where the Braves went to the World Series, that chop was at full throat the entire time throughout that, that playoff run for the World Series. I read the TMZ story with this. This organization that's trying to get rid of the chop, they have a, a photo attached of people protesting at the Chiefs' tailgate. It's yes. four people. Like it's a four-person right. protest that are just holding up signs about the chop. Um, Taylor Swift did not participate in the chop in the one video of the chop happening. She did, however, dance in place, doing a little jig, in the suite, but did not do the tomahawk chop. Does that mean she's anti tomahawk <laughs> chop? Can she be convinced? Um, I, I don't. I was don't know. was uh, was Donna Kelsey doing the tomahawk chop? Of course she was. You know why? It's fun. It's fun, and no one. Here's the other thing. I, no one doing the chop. But the photo is doing I, the chop and thinking. Thank you. I want to do this to diminish the native people yes, of North to America. Mock, to mock them. To mock them. This is why I'm doing it. You know why people do the tomahawk chop? Because it's damn fun to do the tomahawk chop, and the music is awesome. That's why they do the tomahawk chop. So let's end this all together. Again, fight me four people in this organization that picketed the Chiefs they tailgate for this. But come on. It's fun. No one's doing it to demean anyone or anything. And now also they're, they want the Chiefs' name to be removed, of apparently. Of course they do. <sighs> Somehow Bigger Cleveland changed problems. theirs. Bigger problems. Can you imagine the, the person that gives their money to this organization? Of all the charities in the world, childhood cancer that you could give to, um, you know, helping people overseas that are in places of war or that are being oppressed in some way, helping people in this country fight poverty or other vicious diseases. I'm going to give money to the organization that sends four people out to a Chiefs tailgate to make sure they stop that meanie tomahawk chop during the game. That's where my money's going to go. Give me a break. Yeah, it's uh, stupidity. Uh, they're getting there. And if Taylor Swift ever the... says anything in, in unison with this group, I hope that uh, Geha Stadium banishes her forever. Still arrow save. It's, it's uh, what is it? Uh, Jihad filled. No, it, no. So Jihad, Jihad filled. It's 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 tough to say. It's G E H A field at Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah. Well, she can gaha hell out of there. <laughs> gaha. Gaha the the f out is what she can do if she has any association with this group. Uh, if uh, if they did get her attention, maybe she is all about this cause. Um, who knows? Do you? Uh, would they have the most famous person in the world on their side? It would be a travesty of the resources of one Taylor Swift if this was the charity she chose. I, I'm, I'm normally all for charity, but if this no, is the I, charity you decide to align and say, it's not charity, Swifties, it's cause. we need you yeah. to donate to this, this nonprofit that no. their sole fight is to end the tomahawk chop at sporting events everywhere. Well, I see this. You I should give to this worthy I, group. That yeah. is a travesty of Taylor Swift's beautiful voice and what she could be doing. Wow. There are other things. Give to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Any, I can give you a million causes better than a group that's sole purpose is to eradicate the tomahawk chop from stadiums. 
Can we also stop trying well, to also, guess if people are racist or not? Well, but also... I, I think the person that's doing that, I think at least no, 5% of the people up here are racist against Native Americans, and for that I need to chop it. We can't because on either, either side of it, you're either reporting how stupid it is, which is, you know, people are clicking on it, or you're clicking on it because you agree with whatever you're saying, and TMZ's playing both sides of it by posting this. Well, it's 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 also That's why we can't get away from it. Has because anyone, the media continues to push it. Has anyone on ever both sides. has anyone ever seen someone do the tomahawk chop or seen it in a stadium and without being told that it's wrong, actually thought it was something wrong or demeaning taking place? No. I, I you were you were too online if you believe that because you have been taught by someone else, well this is why it's not right. This what no. It's a fun activity for the Kansas City Chiefs, for the Florida State Seminoles, for the Atlanta Braves. That's all it is. That's it. Move on to the next cause. Swifties, don't give your money to this one, please. Coming up, NFL trade talk is already starting. Plus, Deion Sanders and do we believe now? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sixth Ed Peabody, our location with Ehop Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us. Chad, uh, things are not looking great for the Jets. We knew that whenever Zach Wilson took over. And it's not just his poor play. I just don't think the team around him respects him. No. Um, they're not going to say that. Robert Sala is certainly taking his back, saying he's the quarterback moving forward. Um but everyone knows what happened last year. And Wilson has done, I guess, what he can in order to help out that perception and that vibe behind the scenes. He held the, you know, the players meeting prior to his first full start where he tried to clear the air and say, I'm, I want to be better. This is me trying to take a leadership role. And I think he's trying to do that. But when you pair that with the extreme high of going into a season with Aaron Rodgers and then four snaps in the free fall into going back to who you were placed a year ago with ownership saying we're a veteran quarterback away we're a superstar quarterback away from making the Super Bowl run true Super Bowl expectations a Super Bowl caliber defense and they know that what happened last year they're in store for again this year based on the circumstances so much so even Joe Namath has seen enough I wouldn't keep him you know I've seen enough of Zach Wilson all right I've seen enough has quick feet can throw a little bit but I don't believe what's going on up there how can a coach say the locker rooms together how many teams have we been on? Are you telling me there aren't some cats on the defensive side saying, whoa, man, what's wrong with you? 
Yeah, there's not all harmony in the locker room. And if there is, they need to get rid of the people. You got to get people in there that are competitors and want to fight to win. These guys don't have to be in love with each other. And if, they, if they're saying they're in love with each other, they're BSing you. And you got to get rid of them, top to bottom. They're just trying. They're saying all the right things. Uh, Naboth is referencing, you know, they're, they're saying all the... And they're in love with each other and everything's yeah, cool. Yeah, they're saying how they're the, saying, there's much there's unity. They're trying to handle it as best they can. I mean, they, the problem is what happened last year is happening again. They give up 15 points and they lose 15-10 New England. That's the best soundbite from Joe Namath since he talked to Susie Colbert, by the way. That was yeah. terrific. Um, I, I like Robert Sala. Watched every second of Hard Knocks, and I feel like you get to know him a little bit better. Um, I like the way he addresses the team. Seems like a very smart guy. Here's the question I would have for Zach Wilson. Do you want to do this? Do you have the confidence it takes to want to go out there Sunday after Sunday and face down a defense that's coming at you and try to win games in the National Football League? Hutton, I watch a guy in Zach Wilson, and I see him falling like a little house of cards when the rush gets around him without anybody touching him, and I see a frightened little boy. I don't know that the guy wants to be a quarterback right now. And I'm not saying this to demean or belittle Zach Wilson. Whatever he's going through psychologically and what he's talked about losing confidence and everything else, I think he has this way of putting on this bluster of confidence. He did it on hard knocks around other quarterbacks and around the team. And I look in his eyes on game day and I see him fall down without getting touched. And what I see is a kid scared to death. I don't know that he wants this. And if Robert Sala is going to continue acting like, we want this for him. We want this for our team. He is the man. He is the guy. He gives us the best chance. Have you truly looked your quarterback in the eyes and asked him what he wants? And if he gives you an answer that is, yes, I want to be quarterback, do you really believe him right now? I don't see, I don't see someone who wants to do it. I don't know how they continue right now. Well, I, I was fooled into believing, hey, Aaron Rodgers is there. Maybe some of that rubbed off on him. He did apologize to his team for that stupid comment he made about the defense and the should the offense be upset about their performance a year ago. Maybe he's worked hard to be a better teammate. And you know what? Guys can just improve. And guys can get their confidence back. I'm not seeing that from Zach Wilson. Yeah. And I think someone needs to honestly ask the guy, is this what you want? But, Do you want to start for the New York Jets right now at quarterback? Well, the, the Jets don't want him to start for the New York Jets at quarterback. Uh, th- that's evident based on them benching their number two overall pick in early December of last year and then moving on, but not truly moving on because Robert Sala has been consistent well, with, that's what, the problem. with what he's even saying this year. The, 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 the solution, the plan in place was working. You're more or less rehabbing Wilson within your own locker room by having him the backup and the best friend of Aaron Rodgers throughout the entire offseason where everything's going great. Everything behind the scenes is Super Bowl or bust, but they're handling it in a way where they're embracing it. You know, they're not, they're not afraid of accepting those type of expectations. That's what comes whenever you have Rodgers come out of a darkness retreat and miraculously see the Jets green. But what Sala said in February and March and right after the season was, hey, no, we're not done with him. We believe 
There is a lot there as to why he's here for this organization. We've got, it, it was, he's going to be a part of this. And then you have ownership saying, we need the veteran. The plan was in place. The plan moving forward this year continues to be what Sala was saying then because he's doubled back on and doubling down on the fact that this is Zach Wilson's offense. Robert, do you guys plan to add um, another quarterback here in the coming days? And if so, what caliber of quarterback are you looking to add and what will his role be? Yeah, um, we're, we are going to look through some things, but um, but I do want to make it very clear. Uh, Zach's our quarterback. Um, we got a lot of faith in Zach. We're really excited about his opportunity. Um, but we're, we're rolling with Zach and um, and excited for this, uh, excited for him. And like I said, this opportunity that he's going to get. Yeah, and I, look, he said we're going to look through some things before that. I, I take that as they're going to look into it and he's going to be the quarterback until the next guy can come along. At least I, I'd hope that for the Jets. When they made the move for Aaron Rodgers, going back to your point, Hutton, on, they, they don't believe in him. In fact, they brought in Aaron Rodgers and benched him for that reason, the Jets organization. I did not sense anger from Zach Wilson about that move by the Jets. I sense relief. I, I think this guy has been so bad and has made a couple of missteps and has been just berated by everyone in the media there and the fans to the point that I seriously well, doubt his desire to play right now. But his comments right after uh, about the veteran comment, before it was Rodgers, his comments were, I'm go- my plan is to make that veteran that comes in his life hell. Because that was kind of the tongue-in-cheek joke by Rodgers the first day of camp. He's, uh, yeah, he's I, making I my life hell. Well, it turns out that Wilson, growing up, his favorite player of all time is Aaron Rodgers. So the pairing actually made a ton of sense. Um, he's not going to hate the fact that he's backing up a future player Hall of Famer, and if it actually brings his career along to where he's next in line, or it gives him some type of boost to where he goes to a new franchise with a contract expiring and he has a fresh start, great. This is the worst thing that could happen to him, is that Rodgers actually gets hurt, and he's the guy moving yeah, I, forward. I don't, I don't believe him. I, I don't believe Zach Wilson. I, I, what have I said well, about countless people in sports? You are believable and that's the problem and your with conviction the and what you're they saying. They don't trust him. Or you're not. And when he says lines like that, that sounds like something he thought of 30 minutes before the press conference and thought it was a funny line to use and said it. But when he says that, I don't believe him. That is why Robert Sala, who to, who to me strikes me as a man who's good at reading people and good at understanding what his team needs based on my limited <laughs> viewing of him in the, in the locker room in front of his team in a meeting room. Someone needs to sit this kid down and, and find out if you believe him or not if he really wants to be the starting quarterback. I, I don't know. Look, this is pro sports. I'm not saying, you know, well, let's go start a campfire and hold hands around it and sing Kumbaya. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is I see a broken QB in Zach Wilson. And that play where he falls to the ground when he's not being touched, and Joe Namath brought that up as well, he looks like he's broken psychologically. Ask him if he really wants to do this and what where his head state is right now because – I don't think it's good. Well, they, and uh, look, they from a play standpoint, they need to look around and find anyone else than but Zach I, Wilson right now. But, but they why, need to find out if he wants to do this. But why? But if you're a veteran on the market right now, other than just collecting a paycheck, why would you go and become the Sean Payton of quarterbacks for the New York Jets this year? And here's what I mean: you sign there, and all of a sudden you're just going to know the offense and be be able to click in. And oh, by the way. 
Your offensive coordinator is Nathaniel Hackett. And you know you're not there long term. It's not like Carson Wentz signs off the street and he earns a job next year quarterbacking the New York Jets. Um, he's set up a lot. Any veteran right now that's available is set up in a very similar situation to Wilson where if you're backing up Aaron Rodgers, that's one thing. No one talked a lot of trash about Jordan Love not starting for three years. It wasn't because you know he's a first-round pick that needed time to develop. It was because he's backing up the back-to-back MVP that wouldn't leave because he didn't need to, and the Packers didn't want him to because all of a sudden he was a Super Bowl caliber. He made their offense Super Bowl caliber. But allowing a quarterback to develop behind the scenes is actually working out pretty well for Green Bay. It's worked out for Green Bay now twice. And maybe Wilson needed that. It's the worst possible situation for him, too. And any quarterback that wants to sign there. And oh, by the way, really bad for Hackett as well. Because Rodgers was going to make him look great, too. Especially in week five against Denver. And now who knows? Because he's working with Zach Wilson, who, again, like you're saying, the locker room doesn't trust that Namath is all of a sudden, after being on the sidelines for week one for, you know, the the Pharaoh to arrive uh, onto MetLife Stadium. Feed him grapes. Or re- running out onto, yeah, feed him grapes and then let him run out on, on the field with the flag. Uh, four snaps later, he's done. And everyone's bummed. And now they're coming to the realization that it's Zach Wilson again. And that seems like it's going to be. But it's not like they wouldn't go grab another QB with a Super Bowl caliber roster minus the quarterback if they could. The problem is those dudes aren't on the street. Carson Wentz is not that guy. And if you trade for someone, you've got to get them up to speed fast. And even the teams that suck right now may not want to part ways with their quarterback because while they suck, like the Vikings, they've lost three games by combined 13 points. They still see light at the end of the tunnel based on the division that they're playing and this upcoming schedule. That's all that really this comes down to. Can can the Jets, in time, make a move before they're not relevant in their own division with the Bills and with what the Dolphins are doing. Well, Vinny Testaverde is only 59. Maybe he can, you know, yeah. Jets great. Maybe he can learn the system quickly if they brought him back in. Look, I think it's... I mean, it's October. This is headed towards a, the time wash, you get that guy. a wash of a season for the Jets. The good news for the Jets is Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, and Quentin Williams... And some of these guys that are the backbone of their team that are very, very good are still young. And as long as they don't suffer a debilitating injury this year, they will be back next year with Aaron Rodgers. Yes, next year. But you know what? You know what also sucks? This is a wash of a year. You have. That's what it's headed for. You have the future. uh, Again, you mentioned health. We always hate saying, like, uh, depends on if a player gets hurt. Of course it does. That goes without saying. But you have a wide receiver and a corner that are going to man, demand the top money at the position moving forward, and you've got them on their rookie contract before you can extend them, and this is a wasted year for them. Yeah. That's what sucks for the organization, is you have them at the top of their game when it matters with the quarterback that can make you a true contender, and now you're just waiting again like you felt like you were waiting with a, a very talented yeah, defense Yeah, I mean, it sucks, ago. but there's nothing else they can do now. Well, the hope is, well, maybe Zach Wilson's not a not a head case. Yeah. When he gets in there, maybe he's improved, and he hasn't. So I don't know. I, I feel bad for the Jets because they rightfully, in my opinion, put all their eggs in Aaron Rodgers' basket. Yeah. And they when did that everything happened, they could. In, in, in the first quarter of the, the Jets first game, 
I mean, it, the reality is it's a wash of a season. And, and yet, you're right. At the year two of these great second-year players, their rookie contract is a complete wash. But the one glimmer of hope and good news is we all think Aaron Rodgers will be back next year and those guys will still be on the roster. Right. What's one more year? It's been since 1968 that you've won a Super Bowl. What's one more year if you're a Jets fan? Well, one you'll, more. Still have the, you'll have that core that you were hoping for this year, next year. This year... Probably not going to be great. And even it, it, it may not be absolute bomb either, because even when they weren't great a year ago, they still beat the Bills. They beat the Patriots once. I mean, they. I mean, how many games did Mike White win for them last year? Two or three? Uh, not, I mean, even the, the Zach Wilson game, they, they yeah. beat the Bills at home. I mean, again, like they, they actually beat the Bills this year at home. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's going to, it, they're going to be in games with their defense. Um, they were in Sunday's game against New England because of their defense. Yeah. They gave up 15 points and right, lost. Right. That's the problem. And last year they gave up three to New England and lost 10-3 on a punt return in the game. Because the Rough. offense. Yeah, I know. Joe Namath knows. Oh, I think, yeah. And so the Jets, the locker room. They're saying all the right things. They just don't have anybody else that's a better option. Because why would that guy be on the street? And he's going to come in and learn the offense all of a sudden. Testa Verde. Dan Lanning has comments next. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow rolls on. Chad, uh, Dan Lanning, firing back at the critics. A lot of coaches are reading the clippings. They're not ignoring the noise. Most recently, it was uh, Skip Bayless uh, commenting on Dan Lanning's pregame speech, saying there was a deep-rooted, venomous vengeance. <laughs> I, mean, that was, uh, I think he, Skip just really wanted to say venomous vengeance. Yeah, deep-rooted, venomous vengeance. Skip, a huge fan of alliteration. That is, Had to uh, get that venomous vengeance. Starting to manifest itself against Dion among white coaches. I'm not going to say that they're, they're all white because we saw what Jay Norvell just did two weeks ago. It's deep-rooted and seated because Dion didn't pay any dues that they all had to pay. Uh, that's what uh, Skip said Monday morning uh, in response to what Oregon did. Uh, you know, if, what Oregon did is destroy Colorado as they should have based on the, the turnover and based on the team they were last year and the fact that it's going to take prime time time. But a lot of coaches are paying attention to what those in the media are saying, young and old, sometimes really old. And in this case, Dan Lanning spent time responding to his critics, including Skip Bayless. There's been a lot of talk of nationally about your pregame speech and your aggressive play calling. I think uh, Skip Bayless called it venomous vengeance. Um, just curious what your thoughts are on that and kind of how your words have been skewed a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know Skip at all. Um, I've never had a conversation with him. Um, it, I, I've watched him enough to know how often he gets it wrong. So, I mean, that sounds about right. But, I mean, ultimately, here's what I say. We're playing to win the game, right? And you saw a 15-second clip. Uh, from a window view outside the house of what happens in the locker room, right? I, I know our locker room. I'm in the house 100% of the time. I know how our players felt. 
um, going into that game. And I know what it takes to motivate our players. That's my job to motivate our players, right? He has a job. I have a job too, um, to get out there and to perform on the field. But inside that house, they felt a certain way. They felt a certain way about a group stomping on the O. They felt a certain way uh, about guys talking to them in the pregame. And I'm proud of those guys because what they decided to do is talk with their pads, right? They didn't want to do anything extra afterwards. They want to talk with their pads, and they did that on Saturday. I'm also um, grateful and, and can clearly acknowledge that the attention that we got this Saturday in large part was due to, uh, due to Dion and what he's doing to college football. And if anybody can't see what he's done for college football and how he's bringing excitement to college football, you're crazy, right? And I said that last week as well. Um, he's done a lot for the game. He's, he's building something over there. I think that's really, really clear. Uh, there's no secret there, but it, it wouldn't matter if I was playing my 10-year-old uh, son on the other sideline. I'm going to do everything I can to win. If I'm playing Bill Belichick, I'm going to do everything I can to win. Did I go for it on fourth down? Yeah, I have every game this year. Right, I've gone for it nine times. Did I go for a two-point conversion? Yeah, I've done it three out of the four games this year. And if if we play again tomorrow, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do everything I can to win a game and everything I can to motivate my team. So, um, you know, that's that to me is classless. What what you know what he's saying there, but I'm I'm not really worried about it. I love this guy more and more. Yep. The more I hear him talk, the more I love from Dan Lanning. I love what he said pregame. Uh, I love what he said postgame about the game, and I, I love this today. Um, I, I for Oregon to post in their highlight video of the game, them catching Shiloh Sanders cursing at Oregon players pregame, and then the player in the walkthrough stomping on the O for Colorado. They're gonna do that every week. But for them to post that from the school account of the game is brilliant. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it makes Colorado look so small. Like, they, the, the, Deion Sanders is fine well, being the villain. But that's what makes them popular. Yeah, Deion's fine being the villain and, and all that. But, I mean, I don't, I don't get how that makes you look cool. Like, if you win, okay. People could say classless, you know, just play. As, he, as Dan Lenny said, let the pads do the talking during the game, all of that. You know, no, no need to do it, but... When you're Shiloh Sanders and you are going up to guys in pregame stretch and you're cursing at them saying, I'm going to whip you, I'm going to whip your coach, I'm going to whip everyone, and you get beat 42-6, to six, and it should have been much worse had Dan Lanning wanted to really pile it on, Dion in that game, that's not cool. That doesn't make you look cool. There are people who's going to they're going to defend Colorado and Dion and the antics and whatever, no matter what, and I understand that too, but... On no planet is that cool. If you go and trash talk someone before the game and you don't deliver and you get whipped and embarrassed and then the other school clowns you by posting that video with their game highlights, that's a rough look for Colorado and, and their players in, in that one all, all the way around. And I buy everything. I don't believe Zach Wilson when he says things. I believe Dan Lanning. He's a guy that sure. when he talks, I believe everything that he's saying. Yeah, now I mean, a deep-rooted, venomous vengeance uh, would be because of what went down pregame. And oh, by the way, he was, also had nice things to say about Dion. So I don't think he hates him that much. He's like, "Hey, you're a fool to not understand the eyeballs he's brought to college football and how and, it's helped the popularity." And Dion of the sport. handled the loss well. He did. Uh, he handled the, the the overtime win against Colorado State well. Like, there's nothing to criticize from that angle too. But the Deep-rooted, venomous vengeance. I mean, that's what would have happened uh, had uh, 
had Colorado gone on the road and won, the venomous vengeance would have been against the media corps sitting there interviewing him post-game, just like it was at TCU in Fort Worth. That The, the vengeance would have been on the opposite end. I mean, look, they, they came into Eugene. They are on video mocking the size of the stadium, saying it's not that big of a deal when they walked in oh. on Friday. They are on video stomping on the O or whatever. They're on video, Shiloh Sanders saying that. So Dan Lanning took all of that. He's going to try to motivate his team regardless. And he had an impassioned pregame pep talk. That's, that's the vengeance. The vengeance comes from how Colorado behaved pregame. It wasn't some, I hate what Deion Sanders stands for and I hate this and hate that. I don't think it had anything to do with that. I, I think it was, hey, these guys, they're coming in here and they think they're better than you. I know that they're not. I know we're better. Let's go destroy them. And they did. Well, let's also, like, the, the other part of the comment from Skip is uh, Dion didn't pay his dues and they all had to. Dion hasn't paid his dues? Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. Uh, he's, did Dan Lanning ever coach in HBCU? Head coach at HBCU. And prior to that, he's coaching, like, uh, middle school teams and doing that on a full-time basis. I mean, he was all in on that. And then goes to HBCU and then becomes, I mean, he has ESPN carry every one of his games exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. And then most, I mean, a handful of them every year on ESPN or ESPN2, uh, not paying his dues. Uh, I mean, Dan Lanning was a graduate assistant in 2012. Yeah. And in 2023, he's a head, in 2022, he's a head coach at Oregon. Yeah. No, that's, that's uh, a there great are other point. coaches that are pissed off at Dan Lanning because he was a defensive coordinator at Georgia that got the job because of it. Didn't pay his dues. The white head coach didn't pay the dues either, apparently. Skip? Yeah, that's a great point. Low-hanging fruit to go to the racism comment when the venomous vengeance is regard, in regards to the trash talk, and both sides handled it perfectly. Yeah. Dion postgame, that, that, that's a... Clickbait BS. I didn't know that's what... Uh, and soon what, I'm going to say it on the show whenever you know we're streaming only. Yeah, Absolutely. And you're right about if if he said who that. Who cares? If he said that, who true, cares? This isn't getting played back, so exactly doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, if he says that, then that's a great point because Dan Lanning was the one who had a quicker route to being a head coach at a bigger program. And Deion Sanders is also at Colorado, a program not known for a ton of success, right? Oh, and by the way, taking the Colorado job is paying your dues. Here's the other part is of it this. Not? He didn't just go when, straight to when Florida Dan State. When Dan Lanning does this and says this, it is because now is the time. First off, it's because Dion's team, not Dion per se, but Dion's team disrespected his players. So he is going to take it out on them, and he wants to beat everybody bad, like any competitor does. So you're going to want to beat them regardless. Also, this is good for them because Oregon's going to be competing with Colorado for recruits. And Dan Lanning knows that. Dan Lanning knows. He said it right there. You'd have to be a fool to know that, or not know, that the interest that Dion's brought to the sport, right? The eyeballs. Well, he knows he's going to be competing with Dion Sanders for years to come for top recruits. So pour it on right now while you can. And Dion Sanders is right to say, better get me now. This is the worst we're going to be. And he said, talk the talk. He's fine with it. He's like, hey, he won. Talk the talk. I love all of it. Yeah. Dan Lanning, uh, Dion didn't pay his dues. Dan Lanning was a uh, he was a what a graduate assistant at Bama the year they won a title, and he's the defensive coordinator at Georgia 
when they win the first championship in 41 years and he gets the Oregon job. Yeah, so so from, is the argument that Dan Lanning is has venomous vengeance? No, 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 no. no. Because Dion I, he's, took he's, the short He's route? lumping in Dan Lanning because he's white into all the venomous vengeance that these coaches are going to take out on Dion because these white coaches are jealous that Dion didn't pay his dues. And I'm, I'm looking at Dan Lanning thinking, uh, dion has oh, been in coaching I nearly as long as Dan Lanning. Yeah. Like, wh- so what he's the lumping, hell? He's lumping Dan Lanning in with, like, the old yeah. coach that has gone the right. long route to get right. the head coaching job. And because, you know, uh, Skip mentions it, because they're white, now it's a headline. When well, neither, coach, neither coach is making it about that. That's insane. Here's the other thing. This is why coaches are going to want to beat the hell out of Deion Sanders. Because he and his players are going to come in saying everything they're going to do to the other team. And it's going to piss them off. <laughs> this is life in competitive sports. That's why they're going to want to beat him. It's not because of race. Of course not. It's because they're going to want to beat Media him because they're going to trust Media on both sides want to make it about race. Yeah. They do. Period. And it's not about that. It's about trash talk and beating the hell out of someone. And that's exactly what Oregon did. And that's what Dion admitted that they did. It wasn't because it was black against white. Well said. And don't buy into the BS that the media wants to make you out to, to believe. Don't be sheep on both sides of it. And that's, that's unfortunately what this has become. Yep. It's, it's a, a joke. Big old game of tennis. Yeah, and I'm just not playing. Serve volley. Serve volley. Yeah. Right back. And Chad, this will get clipped because we mentioned white versus black. Serve volley. Back and forth. One after the other. Yeah. So, do we have time for this? Yes, we do. Um, Sam Pittman, from one honest reaction to the other. Sam Pittman, head coach at Arkansas. This was terrific. Head coach and counselor. And he'll explain by answering a question about why he deleted his social media. You know, when you're a public figure, I think everybody thinks it's okay to bash public figures, people. That'd be musicians, coaches, you know, whatever it may be. And I'll be honest with you, I just got sick of it. And so I decided to. Now, my friend over here has told me I need to bring it back. Well, the only reason I had it in the first place is he's, he's so mad at me right now. <laughs> that the only reason I had it in the first place is for recruiting. And I'm told it would do well for the university if I'd bring it back. I do not believe that you can hide behind a phone and address people as personally as what people do. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right. And... I don't think it's right for the kids. I mean, I, I'm a counselor last week for my punter, for my some old linemen, for this, and that's to me that's not what it what it is for a bunch of people that's hiding to talk about you. And if you want to ask me a question, but everybody knows I'm fat, and everybody knows I got a big chest and all that. To do that. Who does that make feel better? Yeah, there's Sam Pittman in what was uh, an excellent commentary on social media, hiding behind the the post instead of putting a face and a name behind it and 
half the time, Chad, not even half the time, 99% of the time, those people aren't saying it to their, their faces. Never. Ever. Almost never. Social media isn't real. Neither no. are the headlines. Almost never will it happen. Chad, we're back at it tomorrow. We'll bring it. 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Will I be ready to fight again tomorrow? Yeah. Maybe. Same. Same here. All right. right with Hunter Withrow rolls on. See you tomorrow across the Outkick Network. <laughs>